This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Today is Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. We are a clean and even 50 days out from the NFL draft in Kansas City, Missouri, as we are now underneath the half-century mark. Welcome into the draft show presented by Miller Lite. We are back at the Star in Frisco in the SWBC studios with the entire crew, Bobby Belt, Zach Wolchuk, Brian Broaddus, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Everybody, how we doing? Doing great, doing great. Really enjoyed your guys. Uh, Zach and I were on. Loca- we were having to do baseball coverage this mm-hmm. past week. You guys did a heck of a job from the combine. Thank you. Really, really good job. DallasCowboys.com. Bobby covering it for 105.3 The Fan. Uh, super information, super interviews you guys did. Uh, you know, with Will McClay. I was listening to that one the other day. If you can go back and listen to that, it gives you. You guys asked some great questions. Gave you some great insight of really how they're looking at these players coming up. I yeah. think it was really, really well done on your guys' part. Had some big-time FOMO. Was listening to yeah, it on the way back sure. from the flight. But yeah, you guys no crushed it. You yeah. really did. Well, yeah. and I had FOMO and spring training. You know I'm a baseball I guy. I know you so are. We, if we could have been in both places at the same time, we would have found a way to do it. We'll get teleportation down at some Kyle point. Kyle's speaking for himself because You're not a baseball I person. Tired. No, no, I'm still, my body's still <laughs> recovering from you. Talking about if we could be two places at once. What? Oh, fair. Never. Fair enough. I'm right back in the basketball mode, too, so, yeah, it works out. Bobby, how was your combine? It was great. It was way too brief. I uh, I yes. learned uh, don't drop in on Friday because then everybody that you want to hang out with and see is is telling you, I've been going way too hard four nights in a row, and I, uh, I don't feel like going a fifth. <laughs> and then you go, okay, I guess we'll get coffee in the morning or something. So, uh, but, no, it was, it, was, it was a good trip. Uh, just need to get there earlier next year. Brian, we need to lobby to get you there next year. I agree. We're, we're going to pound the table yep. and say – Baseball's like 30 years of my life was spent at that place, so I'm glad, I'm glad you guys got to experience I got lost it. in the Skywalk like three different times. Uh, I could have helped you there. You uh, could have. I was trying to get to the, the Omni at one point. I was like, this is supposed to connect, and it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> it's oh. okay. Brian and I couldn't find his car when we got back from the airport either. Oh. We, we walked around like a couple of It schmucks. didn't get towed. No, I didn't get towed. It's lit. Yeah, I, 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 that was something I talked about on the air. I thought oh, I was going to wow. get towed from DFW because I parked in one-hour parking for a whole weekend. <laughs> what? Yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> You parked wow. in one hour. Parking? I wasn't. It wasn't I clear that I wasn't supposed to be there. I don't know. It, I didn't get towed. Don't but worry. you didn't get towed, no. so you're fine. No, it's here. It didn't get stolen. I'm parked right? in one hour parking now here at the Star, and we're gonna be here an hour twenty. You we'll see how that goes. I'll get you out. Like, we'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. <laughs> we'll make sure it's good. But yes, I agree. Next year, the goal is to get everybody the combine. Sounds everybody good. Everybody was there. Aisha killed it. We had Haley great Sutton, job. Patrick Walker yeah, there as well. Great job. Alex Lilly, who ran everything and, and set up the draft show. Everybody was phenomenal. It was and great stayed week. late. Stayed a whole he day late. Definitely Alex stayed Lilly late. Crushed it. Just to talk to Jerry Jones. He did that for everybody. So just when you look at us and what we're doing, look at Alex Lilly, too. Yeah. All right. And Chris Beam in the back. So Beamer. let's talk about the combine. Who, who raised up your draft boards? Who started to shoot upward? For your draft boards, based off of what you saw at the combine, Aisha. Why I gotta go first? Because you looked down 
And I was made it reading. very obvious. Because you got a lot of notes over there, lady. I was reading. I was reading. I, I think I'm a little higher on Broderick Jones than I was initially. Okay. Ohio I think, State? I think a lot of people thought Broderick at Ohio State. I think a lot of people were already high on him. But I still wanted to see how he how he tested, how he looked. And he pretty oh, much Oh, excuse did. me. You said Georgia. Broderick Georgia. Jones. Georgia. Sorry, Georgia. Yeah. Sorry. I, I was I'm thinking DeJuan Jones. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking DeJuan Jones. My bad. Oh, just Different thinking, Jones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I was, I mean, four, 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 nine, forty. he actually is taller than what people expected. They thought he was going to come in at 6'4". He was 6'5". Mm. Um, the, the, the length is there. And I just felt like he tested well. I, I just – some of these guys, some of, especially the offensive linemen, I think that teams are trying to decide, do I value technique or do I just value power and my guy's bigger than you? And he's one of those guys that has a little bit of both to me and a good amount of both. So he has some versatility from what I'm looking at, yeah. Is he a top a 20 player, Brian? Oh, I, I got he's him up in that category, Yeah, I've right? got him, absolutely. I think he's right in the mix when you start to talk about uh, what uh, what he potentially could be, bring a team. You watch that tape, man. I mean, he, he gets off the ball. He gets into people. He gets up the field. He, you know, he's mobile, the agility, all those things that you want. I, I think Aisha nailed him about. There were some probably a little bit of questions about uh, some of his technique, but then the more you watch him, the more you study him, you see that, like, listen, this guy is he's a young guy that's got just really so much upside to his game because how long and how powerful he is. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of his. He's a mean mauler. I like him. Yeah, I, I think you're on something there. I was just shocked at how athletic Darnell Washington ended up being. Ooh, like that there dude. You go. Holy cow! I mean, I had a hell him at, of an offensive lineman. Yeah. Right, okay. So <laughs> I tweeted that. I tweeted that. I thought this could be Jason Peters because Jason Peters did the same thing mm. out of Arkansas. It was a tight end and then converted to offensive tackle and had a Hall of Fame career as an yes. offensive tackle. But then you watch, like to your point. And you're looking at me weird no, all of like, a sudden. No, I just can't believe y'all for real. I thought it was a joke. No, no, no. No, 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 no. When, when you hey, watch hey, the tape, his hey. best attribute is the block. No, 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 no joke here. There are people, scouts across the league, who will tell you they. some of them think tackle is his future. Wow. I tweeted that just thinking, because back in my day, way back in my day, back with Jason, my day. with Jason Peters. Thought the same thing. I'm thinking this guy's a good tight. George has got great tight ends. Let's not. Oh, you know, they I mean, do. I mean, they, 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 it's incredible. You might have a top ten pick next year. next year for sure. But see, that's what I'm saying about this guy. When you watch him hit the sled, and to your point about power and drive, and but then he goes out and he makes these one handed catches and stuff like that, and you're like going. Okay, maybe he's not a tackle. Mm. You know, maybe he is a tight end. But man, I mean, that's when I thought of put thirty pounds on this guy, put twenty five pounds on this guy, and let him go be an offense. I think he, I think he's got a shot at being a really, really good one. Well, because he does. He looks like he's a third offensive tackle on the field. Yeah. I mean, he is a difference maker in the run game, and he kind of lumbered around. Like he moves yeah. well for his size Absolutely. at six foot seven. There's no doubt about it. I didn't think like he was unathletic. Four oh four short shuttle, but he ended up having the best short shuttle. Yeah, I know. And then yeah. he ran what was it a four six four forty? Yeah. Like holy cow! The, I didn't think he would put up anywhere near those kind of numbers. And now I think maybe I need to relook at wh- where do I have my tight end rankings? And he really understands leverage. Too, yeah, I feel like even even watching him do the sled drills, like you see the things that are on film translate as far as him understanding leverage, getting, getting under his pads, absolutely, and, push, and understanding his strength using his base. So I guess 
Ew, I cannot believe y'all. I, I mean, I do understand it, but I just thought people were saying, like, oh, he could be, because he's such a good blocking tight end, yeah, he can be an extra lineman. But y'all, for real, like, this man, y'all think this man play I just, I just, I just started thinking about Jason Peters. Wow. That's who I thought of. And yeah. I, and I, and Jason Peters has had a Hall of Fame career. Absolutely. As a tackle. It was a, was a, was a tight end in, at Arkansas. Yeah. Do you think so? Do you think that'd be an immediate switch? Would that be a rookie season? Oh, switch? come on! I, I'm just like I say. It's it, it, you know weird things. You start to think of like it's the whole thing when you look at John Michael Smiths from Minnesota, and mm-hmm. you're thinking, my guy, yeah. and you're thinking like, <laughs> well, he could play guard. And then you think about our kid that from North Dakota State, the uh, the the kid up there, the Cody Buddy Malk. Mount, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it, I think it's, it I think it's Malk. I had a North Dakota State Bison fan reach out to me and said I was pronouncing it wrong. Oh, so who knows? Did he the, say use guys whenever you said? When he, he didn't was say use. He didn't Malk, say use guys. Right? Okay. Is what you said? He said it's Malk. So Malk. maybe we should fact okay. check that. Well, let's okay. I'm well, going to fact check it right yeah, now. Fact check you. that, Kyle. See, but. But anyway, there, there's a guy that, you know, you all of a sudden he's a tackle, and I'm looking at him as a center. You know, I mean, there, there's guy, you, sometimes you watch these guys and you're thinking, some of these corners, you think, well, this guy would be a better safety. I did it with Stevenson from Miami. Same thing. You know, you see a, you see a corner playing, but you're thinking, man, I think he could play safety. Or I think this, this tackle could play center. You know, it's just, it's just the weird game that scouts play. Sure. Yeah. And it's not something that, you know, right now, I mean, I would be, I would be really interested to see if we start to hear some buzz once we get closer to the draft. What Bobby's talking about are scouts saying, "Man, this kid Washington, you could play him at, you know, you could play him at tackle. He would be a good tackle." You know, we start to hear maybe some more people are talking about that position switch. All right, here we go. I've got a, I've got a pronunciation here. Ready? Cody Mauk. It is Malk. How about that? Oh, thank goodness. Well it done, does. Zach Wolchuk. I got nervous job, there for dude. a second. You got tight. Am I about to get dunked on here? Or what's going on? <laughs> no, good job. Well done, dude. All right. So Malk, outside good player. of that. Good player. He's so you, really good. You, we've mentioned Cody Malk now. I'm going to have to say that a couple times to get it in the brain. Darnell Washington. Did any of these quarterbacks surprise you a little bit in, in what they're able to do? Can I, I know mention C.J. One guy, Stroud out of Ohio State was Can I phenomenal. mention one guy real quick for myself? Sure. DJ Turner, the cornerback from Michigan, when oh, I saw gosh. him running all that. He tested insane. Okay, now, to me, that guy's kind of a nickel corner. I mean, he's a nickel slot mm-hmm. player to me. And, I, you know, I think that's one of those things where now you got to kind of go back and say, well, do you think he could play on the outside? You know, do you think he could, you know, he's – He's 5'11", he's 178 pounds, Mm. you know. That's the problem I'm having, and I don't know if you guys are having this problem too. I'm looking at all these slight guys. Slight, you know, our, our guy, uh, guy Mississippi State, Fobbs. Emmanuel Forbes. Forbes. Oh, yeah. he, he Forbes. He's he 166. No, you know, and the guy could play his ass off, and you're like going, but he's 166. You know, and then Aisha, I know you talked to him, and he's like, no, I played at 175 yeah. or 173 or whatever like that. And you're just, but he's still, you measure in, you see him at 166, and you're like, but this is a damn good player. Really good. Turner's the same way to me. You know, I, I see a 178 pound guy, and I'm like, I mean, I, I was watching the Michigan State game, and I'm thinking he got bullied on the outside a little bit. But I think like he helped himself with, because to play that inside position, you're going to need to have quickness, you're going to need to have speed, you're going to need to have all those things. I think maybe some people kind of had him down a little bit, but I could see him being. Uh, a guy that will rise up on on some boards because of his speed. Where do you think is he a day two guy? 
He's absolutely a day two guy. Yeah. Absolutely a day two guy. So okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you mind. about your quarterback. No, you're good. Well, corner's been a, a huge topic of conversation. I'm sure that's going to continue because the Cowboys had notable interest in looking at some of the top corners yeah. during the week in Indianapolis. Guys like Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois, Deontay Banks out of Maryland, Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. There were multiple names in that cornerback category in a deep quarterback or cornerback class. So now I, I kind of want to switch here. Uh, we'll talk about you're gonna have to dig slavers. in on Banks, by the way. You're, Why is that? You're gonna have to dig in. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to dig in uh, some of the interview stuff and things Apparently like that. Apparently wasn't great. Yeah, I think that, and 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 I'm not saying not great. I'm saying that there's things that these teams test on. You know, where they put you on the board or they ask you questions and stuff like that. And you know, there was some questions. There's some questions. This kid is a hell of a player, man. You throw the tape on, you watch him move. I was watching him do that Al Davis flip your hip drill where they <sighs> they they back, they pedal, they open, they open, they pet you know, they so just natural. I mean, you're just like and this guy's so thick and then he's bursting out of that, you know, and you're like going, God dang, I'd love to have this guy on my team. But you're going to have to dig in on this guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're going to have teams. Or, I mean, I could see this being a guy that does a lot of 30 visits, a lot of people that, that you know, talk to him, put him on the board, see what he really knows, see if he can, uh, you know, if he can adjust to to what you're trying to do scheme-wise. But, man, he is a hell of a football player. Athleticism-wise, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's next level. Yeah. And he ran well, too, tested well, did everything right. Yeah. Everybody's seen him, right? Have, 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 yeah. Has everybody watched mm-hmm. Deontay Banks? Yes. Is, does it look simple to him? Is it made simple for him from a defensive scheme standpoint when you're watching some of the film to the point where if he does have to come up and do something different and have kind of a multiple look at the at the NFL level, do you think it's going to struggle? Well, that's with the it? whole thing, though. About yeah, that's the whole thing about these corners, man. When they put you out there, you can't bust. No. Because if you bust, then all of a sudden it's a huge play. You know, and and you know he he played well at Maryland, and you're you know you're you know I, I don't I'm not going to sit there and act like I know what you know what what defense what they're, what they're, what they're yeah. yeah I'm not going to sit there and ask like what they're asking their guys to do. I'm just talking about the ability to cover sure. and stuff like that. But then you know you start to hear those those whispers and stuff like that about well you need to you know and they say they they say dig in. Dig in on him, you know. Find, ask other people. Hey, how did this work for him? Did you get a chance to talk to him about this, that, and the other? So there's a lot more. The disadvantage we have here is we don't get to talk to now. Yeah. You you talk to players. Mm-hmm. You got you know at the combine you got to, to talk to players. I didn't get to talk to players, and and I know right, Zach same. didn't either. So there's things you could learn. So when you talk to teams about these players, now you have to figure out like. Oh, okay. This is what's going on. Yeah. With this well, guy. in regard to uh, Deontay Banks, I, I, well, I was talking to some people there, and I remember I came across a pretty dope D coordinator, and I mentioned like, hey, some of these guys are undersized. Some of these guys do need have a learning curve and stuff. And he literally said, well, wh- what's our job? Like, that's our job. Yeah. And so I think it depends on who you're talking to, how immediately they want to plug in this player also, too. Like, because I think we've seen the last couple of years, cornerback specifically, I feel like the position is on an uptick. I feel like we have a couple, quite a few rookies coming in and making a difference immediately. Do you want that? Or do you want a guy that you maybe have to develop a little bit? Because to your point about Deontay, it's like some people are going to look at him and be like, he's so natural and he's yep. so good. If I have to teach him or how to simplify things for him as he grows to learn the position, then oh well. But then some people are like, no, I need a cornerback too right now that yeah. can understand everything right now and plug them in right uh, now. And so. I, I think that that's 
the fact that that, that that is always the coaching perspective, I feel like. It's like, you know, what's our job? It's to get it out of him. So it's that delicate balance of mm-hmm. I can get it out of him. I'm supposed to coach him up. That's my job <coughs> versus what can be dangerous sometimes, which is, oh, I can fix him. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. can fix this like, Give me that clay and let me mold yeah. him. And, and that has burned. That's that's burned this that's this, this building that's occasionally fair. is the I can fix him. And it, it doesn't always work out. And so um, – you just you need to be sure. Tyler Smith was a guy last year mm-hmm. who they felt like they could they could fix his issues, and they were right because he had the work ethic. But that's why you have these area scouts and these national scouts and the whole staff to work on these things and understand. All right, this is the kid's work ethic. This is his drive. This is how easily I think he takes to coaching. This is how smart I think he is, and and it all comes together. Yeah, need all of it. Well, there, there's one other corner, and and I don't know that he necessarily needed help, but Christian Gonzalez, local kid out of the <laughs> colony. Oh man, and you, the the drills you mentioned, you the Al Davis him. drills, yeah, the pedaling. You Smooth. get a lot when you, you're talking about those guys and the way they flip, and you're like, my gosh, he's just the way he breaks and the way he moves. So and you all. don't hate him anymore, Brian? I, 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 Did you hate him? You didn't like him? No, 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 no. I, he's I'm a guy that every him, time yeah. I've gotten to watch him, and sometimes you get overlap, right? You'll yep. watch another player, and they're playing against Oregon. And it's like, oh gosh, there's Christian Gonzalez wow, making he just another play. Destroyed that guy. Oh my goodness, there's Christian Gonzalez, and you start to like the player even more. And that's happened to me during this process with Christian Gonzalez. Porter, Gonzalez, Witherspoon, top three for me. That's how I got in it. that order. That's how I got it. I thought Porter was going to run better. Or did that knock him down a little bit on no, your No, not no. I just I, I thought he would run better. Yeah. I, I had heard he, he, will he could State. run like because <laughs> I'll I'll go to <laughs> go thirty eight. I'll go to state uh, state, state college, college and get him at thirty eight. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you <laughs> I thought was really disappointing testing wise was Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison, mm. le, le, just look at this. Jordan Addison came in. He's weighing one hundred seventy three pounds. Darnell Washington weighs two sixty four. Darnell Washington's 10-yard split was 157. Jordan Addison's was 156. Darnell mm-hmm. Washington's vertical was 31. Jordan Addison's was 34. They both had a broad jump of 10 too. There's a... It was awful athletic testing for a guy who's as slight as he is. Yeah. He, he's got he I he didn't run the shuttle. He didn't run the three cone. And so Addison, I thought his testing was terrible, especially for a guy who weighs 170. I'll be happy to go out to LA and get that time for you. I do love LA. There this you time go. of year, I'll be happy a to one, go do that five, if you want me to. Six. Are you flying to all these? Is American Airlines hooking we're gonna, up? We're going yes. to we're, 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 we're gonna drive okay. to Bama. Let, yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you this, though, real quick before we hit this break. Before we hit this oh, break, uh, the. the do you, with this testing stuff, mm-hmm. have we learned our lesson on this? Have we learned our lesson about testing? I don't think so. What's our look lesson? At the our lesson Richardson is an overhype that's happening. That's now. what I'm saying. When you watch these kids play on tape, you know, I think it's part of the puzzle. But man, just if you said you can have the workout of the tape, give me the tape. Sure. Give me the tape every single time. But yes, but when there is. If you just completely ignore the athletic testing, you also get teased Tabor from Florida. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, I too. think that you got to. You got to take all the information, put it together, and then come mm-hmm. to a decision. Sure, that. and that's, I think that's... I think it's tape mostly, and, and so yeah. when Addison's testing so just aggressively seems to depart from what you see on tape, I think it's at least going, okay, what happened here, mm-hmm. or why is this the case? Charles Harris, a, a number of years ago when he was coming out of Missouri, he tested poorly. Yeah, now that was he said it was over fatigue and, yeah. and too much working and had heavy legs. Hanging out his with Aisha day, his all the time. His pro day was better. <laughs> yeah. His pro day was better, but then Charles Harris didn't do great at the next level. Right. There, there's not a whole lot of, you know, really poorly testing great tape guys that then carry over. Some of them do, but, but Orlando Brown, there, there's Orlando Brown's one of them who did. Um, 
But I, I think he was awful, especially when you're talking about. <laughs> he was when you're, awful. When you're talking yeah, about right. when you're talking about positions <laughs> like corner and receiver. No, though, he's a great tackle now. But he had, testing was bad. No, he was awful. He, I think his vertical was like 12 inches. Yeah, it was uh, not good. No, but the when you look at receiver and corner in those positions, it's that's where when it's bad testing, it makes yeah. me go, okay. Which, by the way, good testing. Your guy At Perry ran better than you know, were here in Buzzy. Yeah, At yep. Perry definitely impressed me. Four four seven, not a bad player. Uh, shout out to Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver one. Why do you do this, Ohio State? Just letting you know because your wide receiver rankings are pretty poor. Uh, and then you know when it comes to Jordan Addison, though, I got to say At Perry played at Wake Forest. He did play. Did, he did, did play at Wake Forest and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Good quarterback from Rockwell's own Ohio State. Yeah, and he's a stud. Go Yellow Jackets. That Don't overthink orange. this. Okay, he's wide receiver one. But Addison, you watch. Rajon Wright, Nashon's brother, mm-hmm. I dude bullied him all day in that Oregon State-USC game. That's the one thing that's got me nervous about Addison because there's tape like Stanford crushes it, right? He was crushing it against Utah until he got hurt. Mm. So there's a lot of things to like about Jordan Addison. I'm with you. But when he plays against these more physical, big press corners, they really did give him problems. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because you, you talk about the tape, you talk about the, the workouts. Even Dane Brugler talked about it in Indianapolis, but – you have to marry the two of them. You don't have to marry them 50-50. You don't right. have to marry them 80-20. The good teams find the right balance. And for the most part, the team across the, the way has found a good balance of how to weigh the, the workouts, which is pretty heavy. They do they do care about the workouts. And then marry that with the tape and be able to have the, the one-two punch. And I think all these players that we're mentioning here, you have to keep that as an extra bullet point and not the whole story. I think this team across the way here has figured out that to take the, the second-best player on the board, if you have to – if you, like all of a sudden it's like, oh, do I take the, the fifth or sixth-best corner or take the second-best guard? Mm-hmm. I think they figured out to take the second-best guard and then work the draft from there. I, I, that's why I, I don't think that they're you know they got to a point then where like to me the, when they're bored when they're the way their board falls they're like take that guy take that guy and then they work from there instead sure. of saying well okay the second best guards on the board which we could use but by the way well, we got to have this defensive end oh he's the sixth best defensive end because mm. they're picking at twenty six or twenty seven down in the bottom. You know, they figured out, let's just start the draft taking the best player, and then we'll work from there. I think it's a great plan that they have. I really do. That makes a lot of sense because then you're not pigeonholing yourself. You're not, and you're getting, you're starting your draft off the right way. Yeah. And you're not chasing it by, oh, wow, we, you know, you look up there, man, we got this guy graded so well, but we're going to take the sixth best defensive end. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think that does you any good. No, that's a really good point. You've seen that the last couple of years. Yep. All right, when we come back, It's time for a little Twitter on the 20. We're going to answer some questions on the draft show straight from Twitter. If you want to continue to ask your questions, go ahead and do it because I'm going to send them to Brian for tomorrow as well when we come back here on the draft show. Hey, Cowboys fans. If you're looking for a full-time or part-time job, check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances, you're the perfect candidate. No tax experience? We also offer in-person tax school courses locally. Liberty Tax has 79 locations across DFW and 2,300 offices nationwide. Learn more about our job opportunities at libertytax.com hiring or call your local Liberty Tax office today. 
Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies. With three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple, you can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with 0 grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Laser Care Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Laser Care Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfweyes.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time, and it's draft time here from the star in Frisco. Bobby Belt, Zach Wolchuk, Brian Broaddus, Aisha Morrison, Chris Beam in the back, who's about to hit the sounder for some Twitter, Twitter on the 20. 20, 20, 20. Yeah, we don't have to make the noises this time around. You Leave like it, alone. though. Leave me alone. We had, me, to, we had to get creative in Indy, so let made me it work. It, yeah, let me just... Speaking of indie, I speaking had, of those I had shows, an indie by the way, just letting you know. Did you? Oh, okay, oh, didn't know that. Said it in indie other years. The I love it. Is out. I love it. All right, Brandon asked based off of one of the conversations we had with Will McClay and Indy. He talked about biases. Yeah. When watching film, surrounding by a certain position, he didn't like the fact that he wore a towel or that players wear towels. If yeah. you wear a towel, you're out. That's the bias. He's had to kind of suppress some of that. Throughout his career. What are some of your biases, Brian? Brandon asked you specifically, but I want to hear from the group because we all watch the tape. We all have the fun with it. Brian, we'll let you start. If, if you're, you have a bias. If you're a clapper, <laughs> after every play, if you're clapping, you're a bad player. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Because clappers are usually giving up plays. They're always like, oh, damn. You know, they're like that. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. And I, I can tell you, every time it's done... It's like it's a big play. It's a it's a thirty yard pass, and then you got the guy tackle, or he runs by as somebody else is tackling, and you see him clapping. That's something. Bobby reminded me one one more too, is my my weak offensive tackles, mm. and I've been burned by the weak offensive tackle. I mean, weak when I talk about strength wise, because there's been some guys like Nate Soldar, David Bakhtiari, Terrence Steele. Yeah. The guys that aren't very strong at tackle, physically tackle. Uh, what's my guy with the Raiders? Uh, Colton Miller. Colton Miller, another one. 
You know, I, uh, I've been, you, you weren't the only one biased against Colton Miller. That was a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. The and weak, he proved him wrong. The clapper and the weak offensive tackle are the biases that I have. So it sounds like, at least in the Will McClay mindset, he's trying to suppress his biases to get the player right. It sounds like you're willing to do that for the so- the strong offensive tackles or the not so strong offensive yeah, tackles. I, yeah, the clapper's out. That's a deal. Breaker. I need I need to I I need to rethink the weak offensive tackle one. But the clapper, <laughs> I, that that is my tried and true right there. Our next homework assignment as a group is to find a clapper in this draft. Watch, we're gonna. Uh, seriously, you will be watching. You'll be watching tape, and you'll go. And it happens the later you get in the draft. Mm-hmm. Start making when notes. you when you start getting that fifth, sixth, seventh round guy. <laughs> oh, a lot clapper. of clapping going on. A I was lot a of clapping on going. the basketball court because yeah. I wasn't a very good basketball player. There you there go. You go. Zach, do you have any biases? No, I no. don't have any bias. No, the, the one <laughs> bias that I have maybe that you could say is I, I hate the pile jumpers. The guys that are, I mean, maybe you're around the football. You know, you read the play okay. And the next thing you know, it's like I didn't actually make the play, but I want to be seen. Maybe I can get credit for half a tackle, and I'm just going to I'm gonna throw my body in there. Yeah. I'm going to jump in. Hey, I'm part of this thing. Uh, I'm gang tackling with you boys. I'm in here. But realistically, you didn't make the bleep and play. So when Brian just gave his examples, do you have any examples of, of what? Of what fit that description? I'm just asking him. You know, uh, if you he's got anybody. You know anybody that used to play here? You know who's a good example <laughs> yeah, of that? Play, plays on the jail. Giants? Uh, like a 54? Jail. Number? Hey, don't talk uh, about Bob Lilly that way. He was the pile Randy, maker. Randy White. Mike right. Morris from Michigan. <laughs> okay. Oh. My, <laughs> Mike Morris from Michigan huh. is is the dude that you want off the bus <laughs> to lead the team off the squad. Like, damn, that guy looks the part. He's a Raider pick. He's not good. He's going to Las Vegas. He is not good. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not productive. But every once in a while, like, I'll jump in there. Hey, look at me. I was part of this. Mike Morris is one of those guys for me. Wow. Looks the part. Did you have an example, Bobby? Uh, of the pile jumper? Sure. No, it wasn't my standard. It's his. I was asking him. Do you have any bias? You love a good pile jumper, uh, Bobby. So, it, so Brian gave the the one petty gave the petty bias, and then the actual scouting bias. So I'll give both. Uh, the receiver that's towering over everybody is because I've been burned too many times by big stiff receivers, uh, like Juan Treadwell, like guys yeah. like that. That I was like, oh, they're gonna be chase so Claypool. If maybe? I see if I see the receiver that he's just clearly above everybody else, like in height, I'm like, oh, this isn't gonna play out well. Uh, and so I'm against that. That's a physicality one. The body language one. Any quarterback ooh. that I ever see do that, just yeah. kind of the shrug and throw their hands up, just like, oh my gosh, what do we got to do here? Whenever I see that, I'm like, you're soft. Like, like. And it's a bias. It's it's not necessarily always. So you had on CJ Stroud. No, uh, but I mean, it's a Stroud. I didn't feel like was was the big heavy throw the arms. Some do guy. quite a bit. But, who's but, who's, hey, who's jo- the guy that you think was? I mean, was Josh it? Allen has. I saw Josh Allen okay. do it yeah. in Wyoming. Even though I like Josh Allen, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, gosh, some of the the greats will do it. Peyton Manning did it all the time. No but doubt. when I see it at the college level, I'm always like. That feels like a dude who's just trying to shift the responsibility away from himself visibly to the show. Everybody like, was not me. I don't know what happened there. Mm. You got one? Dang. Um, so one of my real like on-film biases, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is motor. Because what else do you have to do? At least be yeah. active. It's it's one of the few things. It's like even if they're not in the play, at least look like you're trying to be involved in the play. I know it's not fair, or whatever, but it is a bias to me. And then also too, this is this is probably unfair because I think Blake Blake Freeland from BYU has yeah. a real bad. Why Cynthia's are you brother. always smiling? 
<laughs> Listen. He's a friendly guy. Wipe, yeah, that, nice. wipe that grin off your face. Nah, some positions I don't want you smiling. Mm. You ain't supposed to be nice. Nope. People be nice. They not laughing. You're supposed to be nasty. You're not wrong. You're so not there's wrong. Some, there's some people that I'd be like, <laughs> stop cheesing at well, him. Yeah, like, I mean, you just want to get rid of all BYU players if that because they all are smiling at all times. What are you, I was what are even you doing? at the combine. Like he was just. I mean, he was killing it. But his game doesn't mimic that either. Mm. Yeah. So that's like. If you're going to be cheesing at people and stuff, at least be a little disrespectful in your play. These are all really good. Like, all across the board. This They're is mean. fun. I'm who's sorry. A, who's Great a, question. I love the motor. But who's a big smiler who breaks that in the league? I'm trying to think of who who's a, a big smile guy. I guess when it when he was in the league was Andrew Luck. That was the first one where he's like, oh, yeah. nice play, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> slap him on the butt. Like, Luck, oh, thanks, it, dude. You just hit me real hard. So, yeah, Luck is one uh, that breaks that. Philip is the same way. Philip Rivers was like that. He, he was would like talk that. mess, but he would smile, but he would talk See, mess. See, Philip, he would get dirty, though. Like, yeah. he'd get nasty at people. Which I can deal kinda with. Kind of counteract it. Andrew Luck didn't really do he, it's that father in him. Yeah. You got an example? No, no. I was looking at Freeland in his notes, but I didn't have anything about smiling in there. He'd be you gotta go back lack and watch of, the player. Lack of power. There you go. <laughs> then when you brought up the tackles, that's your pet peeve. I, I was biased. Freeland's making the Hall of Fame because both of you have biases. Yeah, I know. So. That, that, no, there's no He's, question. Congratulations, Freeland, sorry, on a great man. career. Listen. All right. Matt asked, did the combine make any Cowboys targets more likely or less likely if so, who was uh, who would fit in each of those categories? Bobby, I'll, I'll start with you. If there's anybody on the mind, did they may uh, so anybody anybody off the board or anybody squarely on the board for well, the I mean, Cowboys? Nolan be, Smith. There will be people off the board because of medicals. Sure, um, but the way they tested Nolan Smith, you know, if you had him, I, I think it. I thought it was going to be close. Well, well here, here, I guess here's the question: Are you talking about tested their way out of Dallas's range, or changed the Cowboys' perspective potentially on them? Oh, I took it as that. I thought, it, I thought it meant just changing I, perspective. I think the question was oh. asked by Matt for what Bobby's saying, oh. but I, but. I, I'm not against talking about what Brian's saying either, because Nolan yeah. Smith tested out of reach for Dallas. I think because he of did. the way that he did. I think he yeah, did. what he did in Indianapolis, running yeah. a four three nine forty, yeah. fastest by a defensive lineman yeah. out of the entire group, and one of the fastest ever. Smith and Jigba might have too. I, I was going to go with Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that that's a guy. I was surprised to even see him kind of yeah. being mocked around the Cowboys range. Sure. I think he's a guy that should be a top I twenty. I feel pick like now. I feel like the guy, the receiver that you might be looking at if a first round receiver. On my board might be Johnston from TCU. Okay. That might be the guy. I, I think, think gonna Addison's going to be gone. I, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. If you talk about a guy, awesome. I think Smith and Jibba goes up. I think Johnston probably comes down. That's that's kind of where Hi- Jalen Hyatt might have raised his stock too. You he think? was phenomenal. He ran slower than he, scouts he, thought he, he would. A lot of people, boots on ground, a lot of people were like expecting him to run fast really and that was he was supposed to be low four threes and granted game tape shows something else like that's fine whatever he's a long strider tracking that but he also too had a couple of drops and drills that people were just like what's going on and yeah hyatt out of tennessee maybe he's there at 26 so torrance excuse me real quick torrance with weight loss down to 330 might might be something that pushes him you know if uh, if people really they dig in on him mm. i know a lot of people had him mocked at dallas at 20 uh, 26 but someone might say well give me People are saying Skaronsky from Northwestern's a guard. He's gone. You, you don't worry about him. Yep. But Torrance, 
he might be a guy that everybody had mocked to the Cowboys. That, that might be one that goes two or p- three picks before you. Go ahead. It's kind of like Kenyon Green last year at yeah. A&M. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Had an early thought, and then he goes at 15. Sure. When you thought he would fall to 24. One of the top guys at a position, you're going to see those guys go early, and then those wide receivers too. Bobby mentioned. So I'm sorry. Go. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. Go you for it. it. My bad. But Bobby mentioned a Rasheed Rice, like his 40, SMU. his split time being better. I'm sorry. I probably should have got the exact number, but his split time being better than what people expected. He showed some explosiveness off of the line, like that. I think is going to help him because we worry about the separation and stuff. So, but you say with you being this explosive off the line, if we can refine your route running a little bit more, then he might be. A problem also too being in the dfw area mm-hmm. i feel like he might have upticked a little bit of people looking at him um given how he tested as well one one four nine ten split on a four five one forty so he's got that explosiveness yeah. in the yeah. that's your and point. His, his vertical was good dig in uh, i was trying i was having trouble thinking about it. i was like was there anybody who athletic testing wise i think just that maybe would have been in, in of interest to them that maybe the the testing didn't hit the right parameters, and I wasn't thinking of it. And then Sanders, Keishawn Boutte, okay, LSU. The, oh, that yeah. They do like explode. They they like more explosive type of receivers. The ten yard split there was one five eight. The vertical was twenty nine inches. Mm. I mean, that's not a twenty nine inch vertical yeah. on, on Boutte. I think yeah. would be tough for them to, yeah. to go. So if you're talking about somebody who got their way out of their attention, probably Boutte. Yeah, that makes a lot of Does sense. Does Mims from Oklahoma come back into play for them? Because of the testing? Because the testing, but the size, the height. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a guy. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to figure out all these guys. 11, Flowers right? from, you know, Flowers Boston College, Downs, North Carolina, Mims, Oklahoma. Tell me, when you guys figure these receivers out, these slight receivers, just please let me know, and I'll I'll trust you do guys they, on the, this. The question, the question with Mims is do they just – Again, it's not about size to them so much as do they think he can, can do other can things. Can he live outside, or does yeah. he have to be in the slot? If they think he can do more than inside the slot, then yeah, I think he's he's. Uh, and I would, I'd guess they think he could play outside some. And so I, I don't mm-hmm. think he'd be off the board for them. He ran faster than uh, I know. There were people keenly aware of his training that thought he was going to run four four nine four five zero. Good for him. And he man. ran four three eight. That's yeah. awesome. And so. There, there was he was a surprise I think in terms of and and even still for people who were more optimistic about him I think they thought low four four so for him to come at four three eight I think was huge for him. Well, and he's a guy when when you hear Mike McCarthy talk about what they want this offense to do, mm-hmm. you know, quick reads where we're going to get the ball out quick, just just get him in space, put the ball in his hands. Marvin Mims is a guy that can go and get you that yak after the catch, and I, I think Marvin would fit this offense very very well. He can be a contested catch guy, too, right? He is. He's got great body control, goes up, high points to football. He he makes some dazzling plays when you watch him in Oklahoma. I, w- I will say on Hyatt, even though he didn't run as fast as people thought, it may have been a bad training day, something like that. I, I don't know. Um, but I was down there Friday night watching him work out, get ready for the, the Saturday run. That's the first guy that I've watched run and train that he literally looked blurry. When he would run, he is so. I think fast. I was yeah. stunned. It was just. I think four he's four. a great Because when I watched him run, that back end of his his run, it just he literally looks like a blur when he runs. It's insane. The only guys I have above Hyatt are Flowers, Johnston, Addison, and Smith and Jigba. And not in that order. It's actually reverse order. I, thought, I have I, Smith and Jigba first. I think huh. Johnston came in. Good eye. I'm right there with you, boy. I think Johnston <laughs> came in much lighter than teams were expecting. Is that? Yeah. Because what did he come in at? He was at 190. He came in at 208. 
Okay. He was at 193, uh, at least on the website, prior to testing. Quentin Johnston was 215. Oh, what am I looking at then? I don't know. He, or, or, I, don't I know, know where. my numbers are wrong. Quentin, Quentin Johnston. I know. I've got his year before. Or something. People thought he was going to be around two fifteen, mm. and it's just he's he came he came in at two oh eight, um, and I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where he weighs. At. It's end of the month when they have pro day for TCU. I'll be interested to see what his weight's at then. Yeah. But there's, I, I was talking to to one person in Indy this week, and they were talking about Quentin Johnston's play strength, and uh, they went like this. And, I, and they hold up there, and I was like, "What is that?" And they're like, "That's his arm." Yeah, they're like he just he doesn't have any bulk. Oh, interesting. Well, real, real quick, I do yeah. want to get one more question in here before we get going. Kyle asked, and no, it's not me. Kyle Witchman asked, "Would you draft Andrew Voorhees out of USC? Guy, offensive lineman, tore his ACL in the middle of the testing, in the middle of of the workout. Would you draft him, and where would you draft him?" Is the question. If, if you're the Cowboys, he's a guy that was a, thought to be maybe a top 100 pick, interior offensive lineman, somebody that could maybe be a, a project moving forward, but he's coming off of now a torn ACL. Do you think he would fit in that that sort of conversation? You got those compensatory picks, and they did it with Bruce Carter, right? Mm-hmm. Sure did. Yeah. This team has a history of taking players and trying to kind of stash them and, and try and get them ready. Um, you know, I, I think it's always a possibility with that, especially like I say with the compensatory picks, you know, to maybe say, okay, well, hey, this is a guy that we, we you know, I personally, if we're going to stash somebody, mm-hmm. I would do it with the Tennessee quarterback is who I would do it. Hendon Hooker. Hendon yes. Hooker. That's who I would stash. I like that idea. Sleeper. Yeah. Cool you know, to me, if, you know, if you're going to, if, but I was talking with Dane Brugler driving over this morning mm. and, you know, there's there's something and, and Zach and I real quick Zach and I did a segment yesterday on the um, on the syndrome with older quarterbacks the Brock Purdy syndrome right mm. where teams are looking at give me the quarterbacks that have played a ton of snaps give me the quarterbacks that might be a little older well, all these quarterbacks might be a little older because of what we did in the pandemic and the NCAA giving everybody another year and guys taking advantage of that. You know, Hendon Hooker is going to be, what, 27 years old by the mm-hmm. time you get him playing. But why do I feel like that's okay? You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. But I, if you're, going to, if you're going to let me take a guy and stash him and try and get him healthy, I think I'm looking at that quarterback from Tennessee. There's uh-huh. such a calmness to his game. I like that idea. I, yeah, yeah I, I'm a big fan of Hendon Hooker. But he's played a ton of snaps. What snap. was his injury again? Knee. Knee. It was an ACL. ACL. Got hurt okay. in South Carolina game late in the year. And it, you know, he's he. They say he might be ready for training camp and are for the, you know, training camp or parts of it. But, you know, these guys, Britt Brown and them, they take these guys and put them back together in a nice way. And mm-hmm. I would, I would gamble more on him than I would maybe that offensive lineman mm-hmm. if it okay. was me. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, we saw this past year how many backup quarterbacks had to play this year. This Absolutely, past year. So, sixty-two, I yeah, think it so was. So to yeah. have a guy that has had time and is almost ready to come in and, and be an immediate, you know, like filler in, in that position. I, I guess that does make sense there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's take our second break. When we come back, we're going to talk tight ends. There's a lot of tight end talk in draft Twitter right now, mm. Cowboys Twitter right now. Is it okay to take a look at some of these tight ends at pick number 26? We'll answer that question and a whole lot more. What are you looking at me for? Right after this on the draft show. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. 
Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Tax season can be more stressful than a last-second Hail Mary. With the game on the line, overcome your taxiety today with Liberty Tax, a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Book an appointment at LibertyTax.com slash Cowboys. Welcome back into the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Zach Wolchuk, Brian Broaddus, Bobby Pelt, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. There was this tweet I saw yesterday just popped up and it wasn't the only tweet there were just a couple of them surrounded this comes from one Zach Wolchuk and the tweet said that guy sucks <laughs> I can't stand wow. that guy that was, that was harsh why are you even reading his tweets uh, tight end one Dalton Kincaid being mocked to the Cowboys me likey so Dalton K- to Kincaid out of Utah we've already talked about Darnell Washington out of Georgia We've, we've spoken on tight ends quite a bit on this show, mostly with the thought of it being at 58, maybe second round, third round, fourth round guys, especially with Dalton Schultz departing. Now it's all of a sudden looking like it's a first round conversation, too. Mm-hmm. Would that be something that the Cowboys should look into? And I know your answer, Zach, but anybody else opposed to that for the most part? Opposed to picking a tight Stop end in the first? Stop looking at me like yeah, that, Ryan. No. You're not, not opposed to it. Not, not at all. Not anymore. Look, I, I've also got to the point where I just we, – we've had so many instances of our natural inclinations that we we don't like about certain things, that how the Cowboys will approach a draft weekend that have over time proved us wrong, <laughs> whether it be Tyler Smith or uh, Leighton Van Der Esch or guys like that, that – not that they're infallible, but I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt on some things. And – even with that said, I don't have a problem. So, I mean, if they think tight end's the pick, then uh, I'll I'll be like, okay, this will okay. probably be a good player. But specifically, I think you just need a dynamic weapon. So if it's a dynamic tight end or it's a dynamic receiver, I don't care. 
Just if you, whatever you think is going to be the most explosive weapon, the biggest mismatch you can have. And in this day and age, you, you talk to a lot of people and they'll tell you, like, a, a really dynamic tight end is one of the hardest things to cover um, in terms of for opposing defenses. It's one of the hardest mismatches you can get. So if they spot that guy in the first, second round, whatever it is, and they think, yeah, we can take a shot on this guy and he'll be a good match for us, a good match against defenses, then absolutely go do it. Okay. That, that, Makes me feel a little bit better, Brian. Yeah, I think that, that to me, the difficult, a little bit, a little the, bit. The difficulty, I know with me, there's more certainty with the tight end position than there is with the wide receiver position. And I, 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 I got on the soapbox earlier and was talking about if you guys figure out the slight wide receivers, the undersized guys, if you figured out how these guys are all going to play or how they're going to fit in, I. You know, please let me know on this because that's something that might be something I'm struggling with right now a little bit. But I, I feel like that I have a pretty good understanding of these tight ends. Mm -hmm. You know, when it, when you start to talk about uh, the Notre Dame kid, Mayor, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when you talk about Mayor, when you talk about Kincaid from Utah, you know, Musgrave from Oregon State, uh, even you know, you know, Tucker Craft from South Dakota State. I feel like I have a feeling about these guys. And I, I think to Bobby's point is that just give me the weapon. You know, the fact that the fact that, that Jerry Jones sat on that bus and told us and he started talking about Kelsey, but here they had Dalton Schultz, you know? Mm -hmm. And they, they now it's like we're moving on from Dalton Schultz. We've got to do better. And they've got, you know, with Hendershot and Ferguson, they've got some really good tight ends. But you, if you add another one, if you add a Dalton Kincaid to the position or to the group, how much better does that make you? Does that make it better? You know, I mean, we, heck, I, I, I felt like, I felt like Tolbert was going to be a really, was going to come in and be a good player for them. You know, I have a feeling whoever, if they draft whoever this wide receiver is or this tight end, this guy needs to be plug and play. There doesn't need to be any like, oh, we're thinking about how we're going to use them. No, if it's Dalton Kincaid or Mayor, one of those guys, put them on the field and let them go. Yeah. Because that's, they've proven to me that they're more consistent as players than what I'm seeing at some of these wide receivers. And I think those are day one impact guys. And mm -hmm. we've seen Dak Prescott likes to go to tight end. And the pushback is, okay, well, you've got Jake Ferguson. Do you, uh, do you, do you not like Fergie? Well, no, I, I do. I, I think Ferguson's a really good player. I was very high on him coming out of Wisconsin. But wasn't it exciting last year when you see some 12 and 13 personnel and the Cowboys are using multiple tight ends? Mm -hmm. To me, there might not be a better matchup nightmare in the NFL than when you have a plus tight end on your team. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to have multiple of those guys... Let's go out and let's line up and let's have some fun. Mm. And you have a special tight end class. And to me, at 26, you might get wiped out at receiver. We were just talking about that. You might not have an offensive lineman like an Osiris Torrance or one of these tackles fall to you. It's very possible that the best player on the board is a tight end. Mm. And that player is going to help Dak Prescott. And if it's Dalton Kincaid, who you watch him against USC, they can't guard him. They know he's getting the football, the kid out of Utah. And all he does is catch everything thrown at him. He's able to stretch the field via the seam. And to me, I mean, he, he's a playmaker. You know, he's got a wide catch radius. Same with Mayer. They call him Baby Gronk out of Notre Dame. These are, these are weapons that the Cowboys, even with Jason Witten, you know, an elite talent, maybe Hall of Fame player, but these guys have a different kind of athletic profile and upside that we haven't seen for a long time. You think that's the case with Mayer? 
Mayor, that, Mayor to me is the the tight end of you know the yesteryear, which, which I mean he's still very good, and I think he'll be successful. But to me, in terms of stretching the field and being a really difficult mismatch, I don't know that Mayor See, fits that I, for I, me. I think he's a contested player, and I mean contested catch guy in traffic, and I like that. I like the way the drag. You see him down on the goal line in the red zone and stuff like that. He's a super, super productive guy. And the thing I could say, I think you could use him in both ways. I think he could play in line next to the tackle, or I think you can move him and play him in flex on the outside, and I think he's going to be fine. I, give me a guy that's going to line up at a lot of different spots. Now, 6'5", I mean, I'm, I know – uh, I don't have. I mean, I need to pull up his his combine measurements, but I was working off six five two sixty five, mm-hmm. you know, Mayor. and then yeah. six four and a half two forty nine. Okay, see, so he's lost. He's lost some. He's lost some weight. And there. he ran a four seven. Yeah, mm. I, I to me to me I feel like though that when you look at him. I always feel like when these kids go like for their pro days at their schools, they're probably going to run better. Mm-hmm. But, man, there, there's just too much. I mean, the reach, the extension, all this stuff about Mayer I think is really, really positive. I'm with you. I mean, he's a guy that moves all over. They line him up outside. They line him up inside on the slot, and he'll beat corners. So, I mean, to your point, I don't think he moves as well as Musgrave out of Oregon State or Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. I think those guys are a little bit more smooth in the open field. But I'm a fan of a guy like Michael Mayer, and he's a good inline blocker. Yeah. What do you think? Um, Well, I mean, I talking about the tight end position, like you look at a guy like Payne Durham from Purdue. I remember I actually got to talk to him and he just spoke about just the emphasis on working on his hands, working on that, because he is known as like that blocking, gritty guy. But he understood, hey, man. I got to add this to my repertoire. I got to add this to my game. So it kind of lets you know just where the, the game is going. But I wanted to add to the list of tight ends that I think showed they tell a little bit. I think Zach Kuntz um, from Old Dominion really showed some explosiveness and stuff that people didn't think. I mean, his 40, it was an official four 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 five five, I think. Mm-hmm. But he looked like he was moving way faster than that. And so I, his also his, his cone drill was good. I feel like he really showed some people like, nah, I'm, I got some explosiveness to me. I got some other parts of my game to me. And I think that he's going to get some people's attention as well moving forward. Yeah. What do you think about somebody outside of Kincaid and Mayer? Do you think Washington's in that category? Because right now, Mayer from Notre Dame, Kincaid from Utah, those are my two guys I'm okay with being at 26. Those are my two guys. Outside of that, I will wait because I, I don't want to push it. I kind of like Schoonmaker from Michigan okay. would be my next guy. That I mean, and, and and if you're talking about if you're not getting one of the top guys – Luke Schoonmaker from uh, from Michigan is. I, I think this guy, you know, he plays really well on his feet, fit, drive. They'll run the ball behind him, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the one thing Michigan do. They will line up and play football in a phone booth and just slam the ball at you. And I, I, I like the fact some some of these tight ends you see they put them on the backside and they don't. They just they're cut off guys, cut off guys, but they run the ball behind this guy. I I think that him. You could put him as a point of attack blocker, but you could even flex this guy, and he's a good route runner, and he can get up the field. He doesn't labor. He's smooth, and he catches the football. So if you're not getting an opportunity at one of those top guys, the Michigan kid, Schoonmaker, for me, is is a guy that I would surely consider. Okay. Anybody else outside of that? I mean, so you wouldn't have Musgrave as a guy you'd like at 26? Probably not. Mayor above him? He would be close. Yeah, I've got Mayor above him. I've got Kincaid, Mayor, and then I actually have Musgrave, Laporta, then Darnell Washington. I think Kincaid and Musgrave are the two guys who 
are the type of modern tight end that present a lot of mismatches. Mm -hmm. And specifically with Musgrave, I think his footwork looks like a receiver to me, which is that knee so injury rare. though. I mean, you're going to have to check that. He knee. was cleared. Yeah. Uh, the, well, that's the, good. The, the, the chatter out of uh, combine was that he got cleared. There you and go. So. Um, You're not wrong about the kid. That I think, is a I think, smooge runner yeah. now. That is a smooth route yeah, he runner. Yeah, is. Huge. Yeah. Uh, and Tucker Craft, you mentioned him, Brian. Yeah. yeah. Big he's, fan. He's moldable. I, I describe him as moldable. I think he can do a little bit of everything, but he's also he's just difficult to tackle. His vision is good because of the running back background and stuff. Yep. So if you get him on your team, if you got a good coach, you you, you can make some money with him, I think, in Agreed. my opinion. Yeah, I think he could be a steal. Yeah. It could be fun to watch. I think either way you're going to see a tight end drafted again by the Cowboys at some point in, in day the one, one or sooner day than, two. Yeah. Bobby says sooner than what we are used to. Mm. So. I, I, I just think they take a pass catcher somewhere in the top 100, and whether that's a receiver or a tight end, whoever they have graded higher, but – yeah. It very well could be a tight end. So I would not be stunned if they take a tight end in the top 100. Would All you right. guys take Johnston? If I mentioned him, would you take Johnston, the TC wide receiver, over a top tight end? No. no. Yeah. Why would you when you when you sound like you're going to get better? I need to I need to know if Johnston, like I, I need to have confidence mm -hmm. Johnston's going to be able to get off press. I have, That's all I'm about saying. I have Kincaid as a better player, but I would take Johnston over Mayer. I, I, I would really agree like with Johnston, that, but yeah, I'd agree with that. I have Johnston as as number twenty six on my board right now, and this is all going to change between now and draft day, of course. But I have twenty six is Johnston, twenty five is Kincaid, and then I've got Mayer at twenty eight. So mm -hmm. they're all right there, jumbled together. But I would have exactly what Zach just said. I think. So I would where do does that. Laporta fall on your board? Because he tested well, but then also Dane had a lot of good stuff to say about yeah. him. Yeah, about he's a top he thirty five player on my La board. Laporta, Laporta. I think when I watched oh. him, I think he was really hurt by his offense. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I like like him. a lot of people were hard on him because of the drops and stuff. And then I said, well, when you got you got to that's why you got to take a look. Start looking at okay, well, look at this Iowa offense. Right. Look at look at how quarterback it's play horrible. Yeah. Play calling terrible. And he showed when the balls delivered to him well and stuff. And I thought he's one of the few guys that I felt like, yeah, the testing helped him. He, it helped him adding it to the film and making sense of things. So, what do you? Where does he fall for y'all? I, I think he's a top thirty-five player. Okay. I've got, yeah. I've got, I've got him. I've got Musgrave, Kincaid. Oh, excuse me, Mayor Musgrave, mm -hmm. uh, Mayor Kincaid, Musgrave, Washington, Laporta. That's how I have the the, the yeah. tight ends on my board. Yeah. yeah, I have a craft ahead of Laporta. Do you? Yeah. Okay. That's not out of the question. It's not. No, not at all. It's not out of the question. All right. Good show, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. I will not be back tomorrow. So Brian oh, I get Bronis the host tomorrow. Get to host. Lordy, Lordy. How about that? We're going to have Brian in the host chair tomorrow. Get ready for the fire, kids. I'll be back next Wednesday. We'll have some fun. But that does it for us today on the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite. For Chris Beam in the back, Bobby Belt, Zach Wolchuk, Brian Broaddus, and Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow with more of the Draft Show. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!